This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your girl, Legit, and you are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen, and we are back today with another episode, and we have Alana's very own Leslie Irby back with us today, and the Topic Queen is here. She's also joining us as well. Leslie, I came in at the end of your, your story, and I just want to say to you that uh, you're the reason why, um, your story is the reason why my mom used to tell me that everybody has a story and everybody has a purpose. And I think sometimes through tragedy, you find your purpose. And I think that God blessed you. He really, really did. Through tragedy, he really blessed you because people go their entire life and not know what their purpose is supposed to be. So the fact that you've gone through hell and high water and have found your purpose is amazing to me. Your, your story is is amazing. I feel like it needs to be screamed from the mountaintops because people get down on themselves. Something doesn't go right, doesn't go their way. And to hear a story like this, it go, you, it makes you go, I shouldn't complain about anything that's mm-hmm. going on in my life. Because if this girl can persevere and get over all of that and find her purpose, I can find my purpose through anything. So I just want to thank you for sharing your story and the way that you shared your story. So because it doesn't sound like a tragedy to me. It sounds like a blessing. It's a triumph for sure. Yeah. So that is super awesome. So I have a question for you. Yes, shoot, um, what you got? My question is, um, can you tell me a funny story about flying or flight school or anything interesting that happened while you were in school? Uh, okay, so great question. <laughs> funny story. Um, so we have to do a cross-country flight, which is flying to three different airports um, 50 miles apart from each other which would equal 150 miles total for one of our requirements of our license if you want to do a private pilot. So since I already knew I wanted to be get my private pilot's license, I did that cross-country versus the one for a sport pilot. And on the day of my flight, I was so amped. I was like, I got this. You know, I didn't hype myself up. Like, I, I just knew. Everything was in order. So before we have to do our flights, we have to do a flight plan, which entails how much gas we have, um, our wind conditions, our directions of travel, like every single thing that you need to make this trip, you write it down on a sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. My flight instructor, she approved it. So I was like, you know, she thinks I did well. I had to. I, I got this. So I take off on my first leg of my flight and I miscalculated the wind. Somehow the wind, well, mind you, what I, what you can pick for, let's say 10 o'clock in the morning, it may be calm, but at 10, 15, the winds can change and you mm. already calculated for 10 o'clock. So you really don't know what's going to happen at 10, 15 until you're in that 10, 15 hour. And for me, I didn't know what was going to happen in my 10, 15 hour. So I'm taking off and immediately I figured out that the winds had changed. And it went from a tailwind, which means that the plane is pushing, the wind is pushing me in my direction to a headwind, which means that the winds are coming in my direction, which is making your plane actually work even harder 
to get to where it's going. And I'm like, okay, you know, didn't expect this. This is my first time ever on a long flight by myself, but I'm not going to freak out. I'm just going to fly the course. I start flying and immediately I hit turbulence. And a lot of people tell you when you fly in turbulent wind, fly higher. So I calculated my flight about 2,500 feet. I went up to about 3,000, still turbulent. Went up to 3,500, still turbulent. And every time I would try to say, okay, maybe if I go up, you know, maybe 100 more feet, it would be so windy that my plane, mind you, it's like an air canoe. It's so slow and it's super lightweight. It'll shoot me up like 500 feet. So mm-hmm. I'm at like 4,000 feet at this point and I'm just all over the place. But I can't freak out because I don't plan on crashing today. You know, I just lived through this whole traumatic experience six years ago. I'm not going out in no airplanes. I'm not happy. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, God, if this is my day, you know, not today. You know, we, we done been through some bigger stuff. Today is not the day. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, we're going to make it. So I make it to my first airport and I I land. I'm just, you know, I'm shaking a little bit because I'm like, you know, that that was a little scary. But I am determined to finish this flight. I must finish. Like Cool Runnings is one of my favorite movies, you know, at the end where, you know, they have their crash. And then he's like, you Mm -hmm. know, I see at the finish line, I must finish the race. You Mm -hmm. know, I I had that little Darice Bannock moment. And I'm like, I have to finish this race. And I was like, all right, you know, time to go to the next one. I fly to my next airport. It's it's a little less crazy, but it was still a little turbulent. But I get there and then my gas tank is empty. Oh. Right. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) okay. I I didn't calculate, you know, running out of gas either. But because the first Mm -hmm. leg was so hard, I ended up burning way more fuel than I needed to on my first leg. And so I get there and I'm just like, okay, well, I don't have any gas. Now, mind you, the able-bodied pilot would have just got out the plane and, you know, went to the fueling station and, you know, filled up their plane. You know, you pay for it just like a gas station of some degree. But I'm just like, hmm, how am I going to get out the plane? Because I don't have my wheelchair. My wheelchair is back at Purdue. And I'm just Mm. like, okay, now I have to be innovative because I don't know what to do now. So I'm, you know, taxiing my plane. I get off the runway and I'm just like, okay, what do I do? So they had a beautiful glass building, praise God. And I pulled my plane right in the front of the building as if it was a parking spot. (laughs) And I opened up my cockpit and I just started waving my hand around. And they're looking at me like, "Is what is going on? Like, why is this girl like in front of this building? And I was like, I know they're going to think this is a crazy story, but... I don't have a choice but to tell it to them. So, you know, these guys come out. They're like, hey, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, you know, hey, I got a really interesting story to tell you guys. And I hope y'all got a sense of humor. And I'm like, well, 
I've run out of gas in one of my tanks. You know, I do need some gas if you guys would like to help me. And um, two, which is the great part, I don't have any money because <laughs> my purse <laughs> is also back at school. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, I was like, well, can I, can I do a you slip or something? Like, I don't really know how I'm going to pay you guys, but... I, they clearly can see I'm in a Purdue University plane, so you know I came from somewhere. You know I came from that. I'm right. not making that part up. But I'm like, yeah, I don't have any money, and I really need this gas because I really need to make it back to the school. And um, they're like, well, you know, you, you got to pay for the gas. And I'm like, ah, typically, yes, that <laughs> that is what the normal person <laughs> would do. But in my case... I don't have any money. So I called my flight instructor and she's like, um, look in the back seat. There should be a credit card. And I'm just like, oh, now mind you, I just like gave these men this great story of me having no money. And now I'm just supposed to turn around and be like, hey, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> here's a credit card, you know, it doesn't have a name on it, but just charge it to these, just charge it to them. And so they're like, you know, okay, well, here, here's the credit card. So I give them the credit card. They were super nice. And the guy actually made a joke. And I actually liked it, even though I don't know if he was trying to be funny or not. But I didn't get out the plane, obviously. And I was like, well, I, I'm in a wheelchair, so I'm not able to get out the plane because I would have showed him how to take off my fuel caps. And he was like, man, you're in a wheelchair? He was like, you know what? This is the fastest wheelchair I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, oh, this does have wheels on it and it, it flies. I'm like, okay, I like that one. I liked it. So I was like, yeah. this is this is a faster wheelchair. I like that. So I, I kind of took it in stride because like I told him, you know, I came with them with a funny story. So I'll take his back at this point. You know, we're even. So I'm like, you know, thank y'all very much. You know, they were like, you know what? Do you need some snacks? I'm like, look, bro, I, I got a long flight to go to get back to my school, <laughs> you know. But I will take those Welcher's fruit snacks, though, because I was a <laughs> I little hungry that. and a little hot. He was like, you know, I get some fruit snacks and some water. You know, they were so <laughs> nice. You know, they kind of just sent me back on my way. I made it back to Purdue three hours later, which it shouldn't have took that long. But, you know, I made it back, which is the main point. And that was my most interesting flight I took the entire summer. And I will <laughs> never forget that feeling of running out of gas and having no way to get out my plane for help. It was, yeah. it was amazing. I loved it. That's I a survived great story. it. Welchers <laughs> needs to give you a, they need to sponsor you. That needs to be a commercial. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, those fruit snacks were so good. I don't know if it was just because I was, I was hungry, if I was just out of it, because it was already a long day and I smashed those fruit snacks. And I'm just like, you know, y'all just saved my life. And I don't know. They were just amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Wilchers. Help me out. <laughs> right? That's super funny. <laughs> You're an avid traveler. Where's your favorite place to travel to? 
Ooh, my favorite place to travel to. I would say uh, the islands, probably, because they're just so peaceful. Um, my absolute favorite place that I've probably traveled to thus far was probably St. Kitts. Um, it's one of the Virgin Islands, and yes. it's just amazing. I've I've been to many of them over there, but something about St. Kitts was just blissful. I don't know if it was just the people were nice or the, they actually had like white sand beaches versus like that dusty sand with the <laughs> seashells in it. Like, no, it was amazing. And if I could probably retire there one day, that would definitely be my place of choice for sure. Yes, I would definitely agree with you. St. Kitts is beautiful. I love it. Love it. It's beautiful. Tell them to sponsor me too. I don't know by what, but St. Kitts I support for sure. Maybe their beer. Um, They have a beer out there. Oh, God. What was the name of that beer? They have a beer out there. Maybe we can get them to sponsor you. I'll take it. Look, I'll (laughs) fake it till I make it, but... I support because it, it was just such a peaceful place of all the Virgin Islands over there. That's probably one of the best ones for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Their beaches are them in Barbados. I felt mm, had the yes, best beaches. Yes, yes. I loved it. St. Lucia is a no. Like I, I'm not a fan. You know, I don't. People say, "Oh, St. Lucia is great." Mm-mm. It's other ones over there that are way better. Like, even St. Yeah. Martin, if you're interested in planes, you know, to, to see a plane land over your head on the beach is amazing. Like, it's it is. super cool. We laid out on that beach when that happened. Yes. And it's the yes. freakiest I, thing because you, you can you feel it, but it's amazing. Who just want to, like, reach out and touch it. I'm like, okay, yeah. go, and get your, go and get your hand cut off. Go and right? it, you know? <laughs> but just to see it is so cool. It so is. It's, cool. it's a crazy experience it's to actually so, see it. Yeah, yeah that's you're right. my number two for sure. I would pick San Martin as my strong number two. Yeah, definitely agree. It's a great place too. So, who are some of your biggest supporters? Um, hmm, my my sorority sisters. Let's go with them for sure. So okay. I'm a, a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. I was initiated through Ada Chapter in Fort Valley State University in the spring of 2011. Nice. Um, I am currently a member of East Point, uh, East Point College Park alumni here in Atlanta. And they are amazing. When one person heard about me, they're just like, oh, okay super blessed and they they took it like a rocket and they have really pushed my story way further than I could have ever done on my my little Facebook page maybe have like 90 shares maybe <laughs> but I've looked at some of their stuff and it's been shared you know over like 50,000 to almost 100,000 times on different um like social networks and stuff like that and they have truly been one of the biggest people to do it and funny story is every day um, when we were in flights training 
they were like, you know, today we're going to have picture day and we're going to take pictures, random pictures. And they would always tell us, don't wear labels or, you know, things like that. And I'm just like, oh, no. Okay. So every single time I look so cute, I took a picture day. The one day when nothing was going on, I have sister locks. And my sister locks clearly are not done for the entire summer. And I put a hat on. I put on a Delta shirt because, you know, I'm just wearing a regular, you know, a regular shirt, regular day. Is A guy was like, hey, can I take your picture? And I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you know, I got my glasses on. I usually fly with contacts. But that day I was just flying with my glasses. No makeup. You know, my eyebrows weren't there. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So he he takes this picture and of all the pictures that they decide to post, it was that one. And I'm just (laughs) like, okay, well, I don't think y'all really understand the magnitude of just the T-shirt in itself. Because it's one thing, you know, my accomplishment, you know, means a lot, but it really gave me a hyper boost. And they're like, you know, oh, she's a Delta 2? Like, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> and it just kind of like skyrocketed. And the guy who's actually over the program called me one day and he's like, you know, I have never had this type of Facebook like reposting on any of our pilots ever. He was like, you know, you and your sorority sisters must be really close. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, 500,000 of us out here. So. It's plenty of people, you know, it may have reached, but I think he thought like I knew all 500,000, you know, people. I'm like, no, I probably know about a good like 500, but that's about it. But they have definitely supported me a lot and I really appreciate them. And then my close knit friends and family, they were there. They're the only people who actually knew I was even doing this. Because I chose not to say anything to the outside world until I was actually finished with my goal. So, like I said, my close friends and family, they text me and they called me, you know, throughout my seven weeks just to check on me, make sure I was still breathing, you know, that, you know, everything was going well. And, you know, even if there were times I'm like, y'all, this is this is hard. And they're just like, you know, it's okay, You know, they're motivating me to continue to motivate myself. And it, yeah. it truly paid off. So I thank all of them for everything that they did for me. So those are my, awesome. my support system. They're pretty dope. They're cool people. That is super awesome. Now let's do the flip. Who's been your some of your biggest doubters, your biggest haters? Uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> social media. <laughs> I, I them. But it's funny because, like I said, I didn't say anything afterwards. But and like I would more so say it like it was clearly from Instagram, but I'm not. Even, I just laugh at it because um, I, I love reading comments. And like I was saying before, I would read comments like, "Oh, you know, if she's the pilot, I don't want to be on her plane." I'm like, "Okay, well, y'all <laughs> okay? Like it doesn't hurt my feelings or anything." Right. And then you know another the guy was shade. like, oh, "She's gonna fly first." <laughs> Like, she's going to be on Spirit. I'm like, damn, I'm not good enough for Delta? Like, jeez. Belittle <laughs> me down to, to Spirit or something? Like, that's, that's messed up. Right. And then, you know, like, oh, you know, then some people are like, you know, well, 
if if her feet don't move, how did she push the gas pedal? Well, sweetheart, oh, there's no God. gas pedal, you know, <laughs> in an aircraft. So if your plane has a gas pedal, I would probably question it too. You know, we both should not be on that plane. So, right. you know, th- those little comments are things I'm like, you know, but I would just say they just are ill-informed. They yeah. don't understand that, you know, there are hand controls made for people to fly these types of aircrafts, just like a car. I drive a car, you know, I don't use my feet, obviously, so I have a hand control that, right. you know, would control my gas pedals and my brakes. So it's the same principle. There are hand controls that people use to control their rudder pedals on an aircraft. So I just yeah. wish people would just maybe read a little bit more because when it, <laughs> when the, you know, the big old headlines come out and like, you know, pilot's license, they just like, oh, airline. I'm like, no, I am not an airline pilot. There are multiple pilot's license. You know, first you can get a sport pilot license, which is the one that I have. You can get a recreational license. Then you can get a private pilot's license and then you can get a commercial license and then from a commercial, you can get an airline transport license. So it's a whole lot of licenses before I can fly for Spirit. So <laughs> for people who just like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I ain't, on, I ain't flying on her plane. Neither am I, sweetheart. So, right. that, you know, but I don't want to become like, you know, the finger, you know, thumb the Internet bully and try to like tell people. But it's like even Wikipedia could have told y'all that part. Right. But. Those are those are my doctors, <laughs> but like they always say, make your haters your motivators. Like, yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, I just you, laugh and keep going. You must be doing something right if you got haters. Clearly, exactly. You know, because nobody cares if I'm doing something wrong. But if I'm doing something right, somebody has to not be happy for you because clearly they're unhappy with something in their own lives. So. I, maybe I motivated them. Maybe they can go figure out how to make gas pedals on airplanes. I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, so one of my last questions for you is, um, what did you learn about yourself through this process? Um, that is a good question. I learned that I'm unstoppable. There's truly nothing that I can't do. Yeah. Um, if I believe it, you know, cliche as, as it sounds, but, you know, I'm going to achieve it. You yeah. know, and truly what's for me, nobody can take away from me. And that's Very much for true. anybody. Um, I have allowed, like I always put it back on God because I couldn't have done, I wouldn't have been here if it weren't for him. So, yeah. If I did not allow God to do his will in my life, I wouldn't have made it this far. So for me, I don't live for myself anymore because clearly I've, I'm now out on a platform that mm-hmm. has inspired other people in my situation or even, you know, even able-bodied individuals who go through their own ups and downs in life that I'm just a testament that you can you can be an overcomer. You don't have to succumb to your you know situations in life. And if you truly want to fulfill your life's purpose, sometimes you have to lose who you once were 
mm. for God to really show you who you're destined to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I figured it out. I yeah. am truly a vessel for other people to live off of. Whenever somebody's like, man, I feel like I can't do it. Go, go Google me right quick. See where I've been and see where I am currently. And all it takes is just reading this, a sense of empowerment to say, like, you know what? I can do this. Whatever I felt like was wrong with me, this girl, and plus others. Now, mind you, I'm not by myself because there's other amazing people out here that I'm even sure of who people just don't know about. But right. it's just the power of exposure of somebody like you guys. And I you know, sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart to just take the time to talk to people because you never know how many lives another person can impact until you just take the time to talk to them. And, you know, sometimes my story may not resonate to one person because we may be, you know, on the same level, but by somebody else listening to it, they can take what's happened to me and say, you know what? I have no reason to complain about whatever it was that I felt like I was going through because clearly God may have something greater for me. And another thing that I always tell people is to let go of your past. Like sometimes we hold on so tight to things that we feel are comfortable for us. Mm -hmm. But until we finally know how it feels to be uncomfortable, you will never get to that next level. I sat in a hospital bed saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do at this point. You know, I lost everything. I felt like I have the perfect life in my mind before this. Once that accident occurred, I lost everything and everybody who was attached to that. So I had no choice but to start over. And yeah. the day that I lost it all, God blessed me with more than I would have ever imagined before. But you have to go through that little sense of uncomfortability to get to that next level. So that's always my charge to the next person. Let it go. You know, that man, that job, that, you know, whatever. Let it go. Because you never know. It may be something so much greater for you if you just put it in God's hands. Let somebody. You don't have to handle everything. It's okay. You know, we are superwoman. With all of that, but let somebody else handle it and see how he takes you. He elevates you to the next level. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I totally appreciate (laughs) it. It's so funny that you say that because a lot of the things that you're saying, you hear from a lot of people that are very successful. Mm -hmm. um, And all of them say that to get to grow, to get to the next level, to get to the next step in your life, you have to be uncomfortable. Um, being comfortable is not going to get you where you want to be. There's mm-hmm. some uncomfortability that you have to go through to get yourself to the next step, whether that be mentally, physically, you know, breaking barriers on whatever um, barriers that you have up and breaking those barriers to be able to move on and do something greater. I think that is like the the streamline to everybody that's successful or have made it. They all have that same, mm-hmm. that same message that you got. There's a point where you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think... If, even if this just changes one person's mind or life, I think that we've made a difference. Yep. And I know that me 
and Lee were oh, we were over the moon to actually sit down and talk to you. Like I got on a plane to get on the phone <laughs> to talk to you because I was just so excited that we got an opportunity to be one of the first people to talk to you because I feel like I'm going to be hearing about you for a long time and I'm definitely going to be following your, your progress and what you're doing because I'm just super, super impressed and super, super just interested in your life and, and what you have going on. You're an inspiration even to those that maybe don't want to be a pilot, but I just think that you're, you're an inspiration to a lot of people and I think a lot of people just need to hear your story. Well, that is truly a blessing. I want to say that I am one of those people that is very impacted by your story. And I'm glad that we crossed paths. And I hope one day we all can actually meet because I'm really inspired by your story. And I'm glad that you (laughs) were able to um, interview with us. We were really excited to interview you. I'm honored. I'm super honored. And I will spread it to the masses if. If somebody wants to hear my story, I will tell it every single time. The same dramaticism every single time I will tell my story because I don't like I like I said, I don't look at my life as a sad, you know, sob story. I am blessed. And if I can live through a traumatic experience and find my silver lining, then you can find yours, too. And that's. That's all I want is for everybody just to find their own silver linings. You know, we all go through really messed up situations, but we can get through it if you're willing to find your silver lining. You know, you got to get out of it. So so in a, in a nutshell, you know, finding your silver lining in that cloud of doubt, you know, trying to get into that uncomfortable moment. It's OK. You know, if you believe that, you know, there's something greater for you. Just ask God for it and just wait your turn. You know, I've, this has been a six year process for me. This didn't happen overnight. You know, I like I said before, I didn't I couldn't have told you six years ago where I was going to be today. And to be here and to be a blessing to somebody else is beyond my wildest dreams. I, I never knew that just being alive to tell a story would be of help to somebody else. So um, one of my oh, very last questions for you is what's next? Good question. Let's, what is next for Leslie? Currently, I am wanting to get my next license. I want to get my private and then my instrument rating, which would mean I would be able to fly in in clouds, uh, be able to fly instruments versus being able to where I currently fly, which is just visually where we just kind of look out um, and see what's going on. Um, maybe even my multi-engine license, which basically would just mean I'll be able to fly more powerful aircrafts I will be able to fly with two engines versus one and truthfully I think that's where I probably stop um like we kind of said before I'm not interested in trying to become an airline pilot or anything like that there's so many technicalities um involved with stuff like that so that's really not where I'm going but just to get the highest license that I truly feel is obtainable 
for a person with a disability is cool with me. So I definitely would probably want to get my my multi-engine and maybe even a commercial license. And that's a stretch. Um, that's really kind of what's next for me. And maybe even just doing more, you know, outreach possibly and just trying to find other avenues to reach people who may just need a sense of inspiration or people who even feeling like, you know, life is hopeless working. I work with a lot of people who are in um, recovery centers like the one I came through, through Shepherd Center here in Atlanta, just reaching back out more, doing more adversary work, just reaching out, trying to find other people to inspire like, hey, this is your, you know, day number two. You know, I know right now it doesn't look, doesn't look too great, but I just want you to see me and say, and just see what you, you know, what you can do years later and define their own destinies early. Because one thing that I try to emphasize to people who go through spinal cord injuries as well as brain injuries or any other type of physical transformations are what what's going on now isn't your tomorrow and trying to help them see that is always a little difficult in the beginning but to have visual references like myself to say like okay I was in the same you know bed like you were but now six years later this is what I've you know become and I know people also who were there for me when I was in you know my hospital I met a guy who was doing his residency in medical school. And I'm like, man, okay, this is a guy in a wheelchair and he's a doctor. You know, just seeing different people in different realms of life still doing amazing things and being, you know, a a wheelchair user is is a really amazing feeling once you're in that type of situation. You know, like I said, you're day two people just trying to figure out what's next in life. So as long as I can be a vessel of hope and help to somebody else, that that'll definitely fulfill me forever. And I guess the saying, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it is because, you know, I've I've already been there. So I can't really even say that no more. The sky is not the limit. You know, I've, I've been up there. I've seen it. You know, there's. There's a whole lot of clouds up there, so just just keep soaring. Right. Yeah. right. And I also, I read something about you, and I want you to confirm or deny it. Have you also done some modeling in the past? I have. Let me tell you what happened, girl. So, <laughs> I a friend of mine was like, oh, you should enter a model search. And I'm like, girl, stop playing. Like, <laughs> I am not a model by far. Like, you know, these girls are like, you know, paper thin and all this other stuff. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm just this little girl from Atlanta. It's a no. And she's like, no, no, no. They're looking for, like, disabled models. I'm like, no, no, this is some creep stuff. Like, ain't nobody looking for no disabled models. Like, this is ridiculous. She's like, no, I'm for real. It's like a, a company who's really about, you know, inclusion. I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. So she's like, all you have to do is submit two photos, a headshot and a full body photo. And I was like, well, disqualify me off that because I don't <laughs> have any of that. And she's like, no, okay, so we'll take a photo of you 
just like sitting there and then we're going to zoom in on your face and you know we'll we'll beat your face to the gods and all that stuff and we'll just take a real nice headshot and i'm just like okay whatever we do it submit it i forget about it completely and people are just like blowing up my phone they're like check your twitter and i'm like twitter I'm like we still use twitter and i'm like, <laughs> like okay and I'm like, oh, man, I don't even know the password to my Twitter. And I'm like, who contacts people on Twitter? Like, my email address and my, like I said, I'm a little behind the curve. I still use Yahoo for a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you know, Twitter, like, whatever. I, you know, I reset my password, got me a new one. And, you know, this, this company reached out to me. And I'm like, hey, you've won our model search. And, you know, we wow. are super interested in you and i'm just like okay like uh, <laughs> what am i supposed to do like i don't I, do i win a prize like i, I really don't know what's going on. i really didn't even know what i was doing when i did this in the first place and the lady reached out to me and she's like you know i have a designer um and she really wants you to model her clothes and I'm like, man, I just ate like a double cheeseburger, <laughs> some French fries. I was like, well, what size do they come in? You know, I'm asking all the wrong questions at this point. And she's like, you know, oh, no, no, no. We'll we'll make sure that it fits for you. So I was like, this sounds pretty, pretty fancy. Like, OK. And she's like, you know, we're going to fly you to New York. And I'm like, oh, this real fancy. OK. <laughs> and you know i i go there and i'm in uh grand terminal station and they're like you know i see all these tall skinny girls wearing black and i'm just like and these high heels and i'm just got on these sandals and clearly some colorful clothes i'm like oh i am totally in the wrong place and then they're just like oh you must be leslie and i'm just like oh yep that's me, you know, raising my hand. And she's like, you know, we've been expecting you. And, you know, I see all these girls with their headshots and, you know, looking like this is what they do, you know, for a living. And these people are like, know my name, like little old me. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you know, well, we, we've been expecting you. Like, come with us and try this on and do this. And I'm just like, okay, this is, this must be a big deal. And they're like, yeah, you know, we want you to model behind Adriana Lima. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, who's Adriana Lima? <laughs> you can't say that I know her, but, you know, point me in the direction and, you know, I'll get behind her or something. And it's like, you know, she's over there. And I'm just like, you know, oh, OK, you know, I just see this really tall, pretty lady. And I'm just like, OK, you know, that's that's whomever they just said. And, you know, I get behind her and, you know, she didn't speak to me. And I'm just like, OK, you know, whatevs. And they're like, yeah, um, you're going to be our like number two featured model in this wow. collection. And I'm just Amazing. like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, have you ever been in New York Fashion Week before? And I'm like, um, I seen it, you know, in Sex in the City and stuff. But no. <laughs> I can't really say that I've been there, no. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is like a really big deal. And I was like, oh, wow. And then somebody was like, well, 
did you know that no other black woman with a disability has like been on the runway before? And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Didn't know that. Mm-mm. I was like, yeah, um, you're the first one. And I was like, wow. Girl, you making history everywhere. <laughs> and and I didn't I didn't even know it. You know, I'm right. And I don't know. It was amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, from there, that's when I guess people first started to kind of hear, you know, well, who is this girl? And I only did one show because right after that, I left um, or whatever and came back to Atlanta. But I I think in hindsight, I wish I kind of stayed stuck around to kind of understand more of like really what I was doing and maybe even do more interviews Um but yeah, so in 2015, I was a featured model for New York Fashion Week behind the gorgeous, you know, Adriana Lima. Victoria's Secret you know, Angels. I had to Google her. I'm like, darn it, where have I been? Like, they're just like, Adriana Lima, where is Adriana? I'm like, who is Adriana? Like, I don't know who y'all talking about. But yeah, so I can kind of, I'm going to say we friends. Because we were really close, you know. I'm not going to tell people I didn't talk to her and she didn't talk to me. But, you know, we were definitely <laughs> spotted together. Like, you're, like, you know, yeah. you're like, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, she, she my friend. I'm not sure she remembers me, but she's she like, my but friend. you my friend. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. It's a picture and like we in like far opposites in it. But we're both in there somewhere, though. So yeah, Adriana, she's my friend. Hey, hey, sis, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's so that's awesome. my model story. I heard that. I read that. I was like, I have to ask her about this. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to do it again. Um, there, there's an, a fashion line. Um, well, no, they're not a line. They're a show called Runway of Dreams, which now actually gives people with disabilities the opportunity to be on um, the runway. So they've definitely become one of the pioneers to inclusion and I love it I love it you know any type of exposure for people to see like oh people in wheelchairs do exist people with you know different types of disabilities do exist and they've had amputee models at this point they've had you know people with leg um, limbs or even their legs um, being removed and you know they're they're making headlines of their own doing fashion you know within the fashion industry so right. to see somebody on on wheels like i'm with it i am totally with it so i don't know you know maybe one of those doors reopened um i'm i may lose my my 10 pounds maybe to get back on them. <laughs> but i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely would not close that door if it if it reopened for sure Nice. Now, I know it's late where you are, but I really just wanted to say that your story has really impacted me and has really inspired me. Um, Both me and Dorothy were very excited to interview you you today, and I was very glad that you were open to it. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to love your story. Like I said earlier, I'm glad that we have crossed paths, and we really hope to meet you in person one day and do another feature on you. Yeah, sure. yes yes <laughs> yes yes Thank you so i would much. love, I would love to wanna... come out there um and visit 
and meet you guys. You know, like I said oh, before, yeah. I truly appreciate you guys even reaching out to me to be interested in wanting to hear my story. And I, I am hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody else, you know, even like you said, it inspired you guys. If it reaches one other soul, then I feel like, you know, my purpose was fulfilled in this entire recording. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely been a pleasure. I'm telling you, we've been excited about this since the day we heard we were going to get a chance to talk to you. Um, I think that um, you should really look into public speaking because you're really good at it and um, you're able to convey your story with and impact people really, really engaged. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard about TED Talks, but mm-hmm. they have a, I think you should do one. I really do think you should figure out how you can get on there and do one because I think people would be really inspired to hear your story. Um, I, I went to a TED Talk not too long ago about restorative justice and I'm an architect that, that does stuff for restorative justice in prisons. And I was just so amazed at how, how many lives that she's touched just through her own experience. And I, and I feel like you have a platform and you have a story that would touch so many people that it would be really cool to see you on a really big stage. I think that's going to happen anyway. I think someone's going to reach out to you and ask you to come talk. And I'm just going to be like, oh my God, I know her. I'm going to be doing the same right, thing. We, we friends You're doing now about Adriana. I know her. Like, that's like, my hey, friend. Yeah, yeah. That's my friend. I know yeah, her. Yeah, we are friends now. Hey, sis. My yeah, hey, right? <laughs> yes, I, I'm totally forward. And I... I'm just going to continue to, I guess, live day by day because I don't know what could happen tomorrow. And if another amazing door opens, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. not going to shut out any idea of wanting to reach, you know, more and more people to keep inspiring people. That's that's all I want to do for for the rest of my life. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. And just know that we probably will reach out to you again and just do like a checkup on you, see where you're at now, see if you hit your major milestone that you wanted to hit. Um, It's just, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. And before you get out of here, please let our audience know, you know, where they can keep up with you. What are your handles? Where they can follow you? Okay. So you can find me on Instagram on idle idle underscore but bt underscore wild w-i-l-d so that's idle but wild on instagram and on facebook is just my name leslie irby i-r-b as in boy y and you can if you want to email me i do have an email address now which is fancy because i'm on gmail now and it's the <laughs> flying chair chick um, it's all one word, the flying chair chick at gmail.com. Awesome. You heard it there. You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen. Please reach out to us for topic ideas or if there's something interesting that you want to tell us, please hit us up at our email at wepeepeditfirst at gmail.com. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, every major platform. So make sure you stay up to date with what we have going on. Again, thank you so much, Leslie. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Two opinions, two me topics, one crown. I am the topic queen. And this is your girl, Legit, with her legitimate perspective. And we are off until next time. Don't ever, ever forget, we peeped it first.